All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. We've got two sensational guests, two women making a big difference on the political scene. First up, Carrie Lake, the former Fox television anchor in Arizona, now running for uh, governor and endorsed by President Trump. She is shaking up all things Arizona politics, a force du jour, making a big difference in the early campaign there to succeed Governor Doug Ducey. We've got our exclusive interview with Carrie Lake. Then we're gonna talk to Congresswoman Kat Kamek. We've had her on this show many times. Every time she brings some news to the show, uh, we're going to talk to her about all the ongoings in Congress, all of the spending that the Democrats want to do, the big abortion case, as you know, and prior interviews, Kat Kamek has talked very poignantly about the fact that her mom was being pushed to abort her when she was a baby. She's so glad her mother didn't do that. She has a lot to say about that Mississippi abortion case that the Supreme Court hurt just before Thanksgiving. Very important stuff all around. Big day news. We're going to cover all the top topics with Congresswoman Kat Kamek. And of course, Carrie Lake, the television host and great journalist who's now making a transition to politics, running for governor of Arizona and endorsed by former President Donald Trump. That's our show today. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back up first, Carrie Lake from Arizona, you will not want to miss this great interview. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens 
can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, Thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. I promised you a very special guest, and we have her here today. You've known her as an award-winning Top number one anchor in Arizona at Fox 10. Now she is the Trump-endorsed candidate for Arizona governor. Joining me right now is Carrie Lake. Carrie, welcome to the show. John, I'm so honored to be on. I've been um, a fan of yours for a long time, as you are oh, one of the you. true journalists. We need millions more just like you. Well, you you did such great work in Arizona. I'm an equal admirer. And, uh, you know, it, it's an amazing transition you're undergoing right now. Obviously, you walked away at the top of your game, uh, the number one anchor in the market, to, to pursue this. Uh, what is it like making that transition? And what are the parallels? There's a lot of parallels because really you're, you're making the same jump that Donald Trump made, which is never in politics. Now he goes and becomes a politician. Never in politics. Now you're making that move. What's that been like? It's been amazing. I mean, when I left my career and my comfortable lifestyle and my large paycheck, I wasn't thinking I'm going to go into politics. I didn't right. plan to leave the corrupt world of media to go into the even more corrupt world of politics. I mean, that would make me crazy. <laughs> but I had so many Arizonans. You know, I've covered this state for 27 years. I've covered it fairly for 27 years. I've been in people's homes, um, you know, invited into their homes year after year, day after day. They started reaching out to me and saying, we're going to miss you. 
We understand why you're leaving. Would you consider running for office? We need some honest politicians. We need some honest representation. And at first I thought, well, that's really sweet. But but no thanks. But then it started, it was a steady drumbeat. Dozens and dozens Isn't and dozens amazing? of people. It truly is. And I thought, maybe there's a sign here. Maybe, you know, God's got a message for me with this many people reaching out to me. So I started looking into it. There are a few people I do trust in politics that are good people. And I started asking them and inquiring. And I looked at the can- the people who were running on the Republican ticket, and I just thought they can't win in November. And if we put one of them on the ballot, we're going to get stuck with uh, a, a liberal leftist socialist running this state, and then it's going to be game over. So I jumped in. We're doing huge numbers. We're, we're way ahead in the polls. You are. And the poll came out around Trump's Thanksgiving as you're way ahead. And that was kind of, I, I hate to say it, a rhino post, pollster. Our polling that we're doing shows the entire field. If you take all of my opponents, all four of them, you add up their, their poll numbers, you double it. We're still ahead of them. That, so we're blowing them out. Yeah. And well, that tells we have you a that, message what? that's... Yeah. And we have a message that's resonating with yeah. the people of Arizona. They're tired of career politicians who come in on day one with 20 and 30 years of political favors owed. And they want someone who's not just an outsider, but somebody who will represent the people of Arizona. Yeah. And that's me. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And it seems like one of the messages that is really resonating in Arizona, much like it resonated in Virginia in the 2021 election, is schools, reclaiming control of schools, reclaiming control of universities. I think I saw a tweet the other day by you where he said, listen, you ought to be able to sue. If if your kid got indoctrinated by Marxist philosophy, you should be able to sue to get your tuition back. Those sort of things are really beginning to resonate with everyday Americans, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you send your kid off. And some of these people, I mean, in my own family, I mean, I, my sister spent a fortune, you know, that they didn't have to put their kid through school. And then when you have your kid come back and you don't even recognize them, and all of a sudden they're they're anti-American and they hate their parents and they hate this country, it's like, what just happened? You know, and, and I think you probably covered the story of the uh, defector from North Korea who ends up going to uh, coming to America, yep. going to an Ivy League school. I believe it was Princeton. And she said she had worse, more indoctrination, more brainwashing at that Ivy League school than in North Korea. <laughs> so we need to get these universities back on track. And yeah. last time I checked, our state universities are owned by the people. We're there are universities That's and right. they shouldn't be especially with ASU, they shouldn't be teaching this garbage where we're teaching our kids to hate our country. We need to have real American history. This is the greatest country on earth, and our university shouldn't be trying to uh, convince our children that it's otherwise than that. Yeah, it's amazing. It's funny. World leaders, I've interviewed some world leaders on this podcast, and they'll say, what is going on? Your universities are turning out anti-American students. So people on the outside and who admire the United States as, as the bastion of democracy and freedom, they can see how crazy we look. And yet sometimes internally, our own universities yeah. can't see what they're doing. You talk well, a lot about well, parental Well, and John, oh, really right. quick on that reimbursement yeah. thing that I was talking about. Right. How do we hold our universities accountable? That would hold them accountable. If you can look back at your transcript and say, you know, uh, you know, whatever this CRT type class was, right. and you look through and say, the, this is just woke curriculum that did nothing to advance my uh, education and my knowledge. If you could then go back to the university and make a case 
to sue to get your tuition back for those classes, I think they would sit up straight and take notice and say, wow, we need to start putting our kids in classes that actually help them advance them toward the real world and success. Yeah, now that has a lot of appeal. I'm sure that's going to catch fire as we go by. You talk a lot about parental rights. And uh, in Arizona, I assume one of the things that you'll do is to put together parental rights legislation or executive order to enshrine the things that you're talking about in the campaign trail. How important is that for the parents of Arizona? It's so important. I mean, we're we, if one thing happened during COVID that was good, it's that we woke up to what was happening in our kids' schools. Some people already knew it, but a lot of parents walked by that Zoom class and went, what did that teacher just say? Exactly. What are they teaching my kids? And so in Scottsdale, Arizona, we had a group of parents who started to speak up at board meetings and say, we want to know more about this curriculum package you just purchased. And they end up getting a, a file held on them where yeah. they their most intimate details of their life, their divorce decrees, bankruptcy, asset holdings, pictures of their children have been kept by the school board. It's outrageous. Now, I don't plan to rule Arizona like a dictator. I will be the governor. I will represent the people. I want to work with the legislature to come up with laws that shore up our rights as parents because they're being taken away from us by our government. So absolutely, I want to work with um, the great lawmakers in Arizona. And I think in 22, we'll have even more great, bold, strong, conservative lawmakers elected. And we can work to kind of right the ship. Yeah, it seems as though uh, the, this, this, the conservative core of Arizona has really been awakened by the last couple of, uh, of years of selling this. You talk a little bit about uh, cameras. I know a lot of teachers are now interested in seeing cameras in the classroom so that parents can monitor what they're teaching. Now, the teachers unions don't like that at all, but we've talked to parents on our uh, teachers on the show that advocate that. You've begun to talk about that. Do you think that that would uh, give a, a level of comfort to parents being able to check on what the teacher dropped in their lesson today? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm open to exploring it. And it's not a live feed where everybody can log in, right. much like how our police cameras work. And by the way, a side note, the teachers union was harping and demanding our police wear body cameras forever. And now they don't want to do the same. They don't want the Amazing. same accountability in the classroom. So uh, the way I see it, and, and this is just a loose proposal right now, you put the cameras in the classroom. It's not aimed at the children. They already have cameras, by the way, aimed at our children on school buses and in hallways and cafeterias. Right. But um, and we just had a case out of Scottsdale where a teacher was teaching a whole bunch of garbage about how the left is generous and the right is greedy. And it was like that kind of stuff cannot continue to be taught to our kids. And if you get home and you're having dinner with your kids and they say, guess what, you know, Mr. So-and-so or, or Miss So-and-so was teaching in history today, then you as a parent could file a complaint and get access to that video. You could figure out if that was really what was being taught, if it was some sort of garbage CRT or racist or anti-American, and you could file a complaint. Uh, that's how it would work. It wouldn't just be live for everybody to log into and, and, and check out. But we have to have accountability. You know, right now we're seeing kids who are fed up with it recording their interactions at school with their with their teachers. Right. And, you know, it goes both ways. We can't just have accountability with our law enforcement. We need accountability in these schools. And I'm just a mom with, I have school-age kids still. I want to know that all that work they put in, you know, K through 12, they get out of high school and they're ready for the world, are ready to take their education to the next level. Not being indoctrinated, K through 12, to go on and be further indoctrinated in university 
And then whatever wasn't taken care of in their indoctrination at university, the media goes on to continue the indoctrination. So it's just uh, it's we're living in an upside down world and I'm just going to try to do my part to, you know, turn it the right way and, and and get some normalcy back and some common sense back. Yeah, it makes so much sense. You um, you have been such a, a cogent spokesperson about what's wrong with our profession, the profession that you and I grew up in. Uh, you, you talked the other day, I think we may have been on Steve Bannon, but you were talking about, uh, wouldn't it be great if just people bought newspapers and turned them back to what they used to be, which was uh, truth and, and facts and information. Do you think there's an appetite in the world for people to buy up some of these newspapers, get them out of the chains and start to uh, create local responsive news again? I think it would be amazing if we could get people to do that. We have a lot of people who are America first, who love this country and they have, you know, they're wealthy people. Take your wealth and put it towards something that can have um, make a difference in our world. Right now, the media is working against this country, and uh, I and I think President Trump's I can't remember what he said. They are the I call them the scourge of the earth, <laughs> the enemy <laughs> of the people. I think yeah. he called them the enemy of the people. He did. And it's not hyperbole. I think there there's some truth to that. They are pushing an agenda, and I I saw it in working in media for three decades, really saw it when COVID hit. To me, COVID was like ripping, you know, open the shades and you see everything crystal clear. They were pushing an agenda with the death count and the case numbers and all of that, trying to instill fear and the way they covered the um, riots and looting and, and just the destruction of our cities. And they called it peaceful protesting. We need to get people who love this country to start buying up some of these newspapers and bring them back to covering um, their local community fairly and honestly. That's all I want. I think every, I'm a Trump supporter. I'm a Trump Republican. I would never want the media to cover, um, you know, like with the election. I, I wouldn't want President Trump to win the way that Joe Biden, you know, quote unquote, won right. through fraud and through corruption. We just want our country back and we want American values back. And if we can level the playing field, I believe the conservatives will win. And if we can get media to cover conservatives fairly, I think um, Americans will open their eyes to the amazing policies of America first yeah. that work, that actually help families. The, the uh, news media did a good job focusing on personality to try to distract from the success of policies. And I think now people, having seen a contrast to those policies and the consequence of that contrast, realize just how strong those policies were. You know, just on a performance, mm-hmm. you can put them on, on numbers. You could, People were better off two years ago than they are today, no doubt, on gas prices Absolutely. and inflation. It's really well, remarkable. But you talk about how they they uh, made it all about um, personality, and then they didn't even cover the personality fairly. I no, mean, they, they made it. They tried to find every little lie about yeah. President Trump and turn it into a fact, which it wasn't. Yeah. And I know this because they're doing the same thing to me. I worked here in, in Arizona, covering this state for 27 years, 22 at Fox, and we were number one that entire time. That's unheard of. Right. People really trust me, and they like me, and I like I love them. But the media is now so worried about what we have going on, John, that I'm seeing what they did to Trump, calling me every name in the book, trying to um, twist and turn and make me out to be some demon that I'm not. And it's it's frightening that they can do a character assassination and try to destroy a, a good reputation with absolute lies, slander, 
Um, it, it's really disgusting what's going on. If they can do it to President Trump, they do it to me. They can do it to anybody out there if they decide to turn on you. Yeah. And we need to we need to hold them accountable. Without- and I know I, I even when it came to the lies during COVID coverage of not covering certain stories that really could have helped people and save lives. I think journalists need to be held accountable for not covering those stories. Absolutely. Omission is probably one of the greatest sins of the profession right now, the willful ignorance of things. I mean, we saw it as we were unraveling Russia for two and a half years. They just ignored us or called us conspiracy theorists. Finally, the, you know, the dam broke and now people are looking back and correcting stories five years too late. But uh, it has to happen quicker and faster. And uh, mm-hmm. I think politicians having the courage like you do to call out and say, that's just not true. And here are the facts that makes a big difference. And you're, you can see you're doing that already. In Arizona, I want to pivot to immigration because I know Texas gets a lot of the attention in the headlines, but Arizona has as big a challenge and is, is, is deeply impacted. You have a pretty unique idea of how you want to tackle uh, illegal immigration. Tell us uh, how you'd go about doing it as governor. Well, it's it's Arizona is a more complex state. It's probably the most complex border state because we have. Uh, a border with Mexico, I think 40 to 50% of the drugs are coming across our right. border. But we we have a sovereign nation in the Ta'ana Odom Indian Reservation and Indian nation that, that lies right along the border with Mexico. And it crosses from Arizona into Mexico. So we can't just build a wall again, uh, through a sovereign nation. But what we can do is finish the wall that President Trump started. I've been down to the border. They call it a funnel. It's an area where you'll see President Trump's beautiful wall and then a little gap in it and then it continues. Well, obviously they come in where the gap is. I watched it with my own eyes when I was down there. Within five minutes of stepping out of the truck, uh, we saw people coming across, walking right over to the border patrol. They're processed probably to never be seen again and they're probably gonna be here forever. And so we need to go and build the wall in these little areas where it's not complete. And my policy is let's build the wall. I don't care if it's on state land. If it's on state land, we should be doing it. It should have been done already. Right. Even if it's on federal land, Joe Biden is failing us. Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution, the federal government is supposed to defend this country and stop invasion. And we have foreign invasion happening at our border. And if he's not going to do it, damn it, we're going to get down there and finish the wall. I don't care if it's on federal land. We are going to finish the wall. We've got to have somebody protect the people of Arizona and and really protect the rest of the country. Because when you think about how many drugs are coming in from really from China, they take the fentanyl, they bring it to Mexico, it funnels up through Arizona. So we need to do this to protect Arizonans, our children and this country. And I don't care if Joe Biden wants to come down here and arrest me for building a wall on federal land. When he's here trying to arrest me, maybe he can also arrest the drug smugglers, the human and child traffickers, and all of the criminals that are part of this uh, Joe Biden border policy. He handed over control of our border to the cartels. How dare he do that? And I don't know why we don't have a leader who's got the guts and the backbone to stand up to this and say, we're not gonna take it anymore. And we don't have any good leaders right now willing to do that, but I am willing to do that. 
Unfortunately, I won't be in office until January of 23. And I don't know how many people believe we can continue on like this until January of 23. Another year of the flow that we have now will be devastating. There's no doubt about it. You can see the statistics. They're they're jaw-dropping. I want to talk about election integrity. Very important that uh, obviously Arizona's made some strides, uh, passed some laws, began addressing some of the things. One of the areas that I've uh, been digging a lot into and could really impact the 2022 election is the idea of ballot harvesting. Your Attorney General Mark Burnovich has brought several ballot harvesting cases. It looks like there was an organized effort for Democrats to illegally collect ballots and deliver it from people. Do you think uh, you've gone far enough in Arizona? Are you comfortable that Arizona's got everything locked down for 2022? Or is there more room for reform? And if so, where would you add that reform? Oh my gosh, no, we don't have everything locked down. It's it's horrible. The situation is still horrible. Um, the har- ballot harvesting is going to happen again if we start pouring out mail-in ballots like yeah. we did last time. Last time we had people like Adrian Fontes at the county recorder uh, changing election laws, which, by the way, he was usurping the state legislature. That's the only that's the only uh, entity that can make election law. Right. And we had all of these bureaucrats changing election law. It's unconstitutional and it's wrong. And we do have some really good patriots that are um, in the legislature who are going to try. Unfortunately, we had some great pieces of legislation that our governor, our, our current governor vetoed, and they ended up rolling them into a budget bill, which a liberal judge has then said, okay, you can't roll those into a budget bill. We had a really great ballot um, piece of legislation that was rolled into the budget bill, which right. would basically how we'd have a ballot that you couldn't counterfeit. We need to get that passed this next session. And we need to clean up our voter rolls. That is uh, a a huge area where Katie Hobbs, who's running for governor on the Democrat ticket, I should say the the Marxist, (laughs) socialist Marxist (laughs) ticket. um, You know, she did not, she failed to clean up the voter rolls. We have people who are dead voting. We have people who haven't lived here for years and decades voting. We have to take that and make that a priority. That should be one of our number one priorities. Um, And I think we need to really look at mail-in ballots and and how secure they are. Uh, We know for a fact from our forensic audit that they counted so many mail-in ballots that didn't have signatures, who had just a scribble of a signature, and that's wrong. To me, that's a fraudulent vote. Yep, they would have been considered spoiled in any earlier election. Exactly. So we just need to get back to following our election laws and our state laws and not let these bureaucrats come up with their own ideas to try to change the outcome. And thank God for President Trump, who brought people out to the uh, polls in droves. And this is why some of these establishment swamp creatures don't want a candidate like me. They know we have a movement, John. We have thousands of people who show up to our events and rallies, much like President Trump. And if you put someone like me on the ballot, we're going to have people show up in droves um, on election day. And it's going to be a lot harder for them to cheat when you have so many people showing up. Yeah. But we're going to show up. And if we have to win by a mile to eke out a one-inch win, we're going to do it because we're fed up with what's happening. Yeah, there's no doubt. You can see it in the sentiments. Well, I can't wait to see, uh, Carrie, where this campaign goes. We're going to be covering it closely day in and day out. And I'd love to get you back on the show as it advances. But so many amazing ideas just here on school and education, the border. Uh, uh, conservatives always succeed when they lead with ideas. And you seem to have a full full suite of them already generating a lot of interest across your great state. So oh, wow. can't wait to get you well, back on. 
I love it. We we have so many issues that we're facing as families, as individuals, and this is the most important election of our lifetime. I know that they say that all the time, the politicians do, but it truly is. I feel like in 22, we've got a shot to save our country and our state, and we all need to get involved, and we're seeing the involvement. I'm very encouraged by what I'm seeing, but we we have to get in the uh, get off the sidelines, get in the game, and stay in the game. We can't just vote and then put our heads back in the sand. We got to stay involved as Americans to protect this great republic, this great country, and this great state of Arizona. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Well, you can feel the energy around your campaign already. So uh, we know something big's underway in the great state of Arizona. We'll be talking Thanks, to you Jeff. soon. Thanks, Carrie. Okay. Have a good one. Bye-bye. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll come right back after these messages. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, a very special guest, someone who always has your finger on the pulse of America, of Florida, of course, and of the Congress. Joining us right now, the great congresswoman from the state of Florida, Kat Kamen. How are you? Hey, John. Good to be back again. Thanks so much for having me. It's an honor to have you on. Um, I want to get your reaction to something that happened today. Joe Biden's made a big deal today that he's announced that he's not going to send a diplomatic rep, uh, group of representatives to the 2022 Olympics to punish China for all of its malfeasance. Your reaction to that? Is that a strong enough action for you? Well, it's like when you were in high school or, gosh, at this point, I would say middle school to how juvenile this action is. And someone's having a party and your response is, well, I'm just not going to go. Yeah. Well, they're still going to do what they're going to do. And so if you're going to get tough about China, then you actually have to do that. It has to be an action, not just words. And not sending a diplomatic representative is the very bare minimum scraping the bottom of the bucket of what this administration could do. There's so many other ways that we should and could be holding China accountable 
for their gross human rights violations. The fact that there is an active genocide happening right now in mainland China is an egregious fact. And now we're seeing them being highlighted, rewarded on the global stage with the ability to host the Olympics. That's an honor. And we know that there's going to be much more that comes with them hosting the Olympics from their use of digital currency to try to spread their own digital currency around the world, forcing athletes to use digital wallets as well as spectators. It's a disgusting weakness that the Biden administration has showed. And quite frankly, I'm surprised that we don't have more Democrats speaking out, demanding action on this. Um, like I said, I mean, this is genocide we're talking about. The Muslim Uyghurs have, have endured the grossest punishments, violations uh, that, that you can imagine under the Communist Party in this regime. And the best that the Biden administration can muster is we're not going to send diplomatic representatives. Give me a break. Yeah, it's so it's so different from the Trump administration where there were really clear things like you're not getting access to a market. You're getting kicked off the stock exactly. market exchange. Exactly. And those are things the Chinese fear because they need the money. They need American capital. They need American markets. Um, if you were advising President Biden, is there something that you think would send a far more significant message to China now than not sending our diplomats to the Olympics? <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a litany of things. I mean, you hit on it. You can hit them where it hurts economically. Um, our, our economies are unfortunately pretty tied together. Right. Um, there's some, some statements we could be making with, with respect to Taiwan and a support for an independent and sovereign Taiwan. Um, we could be doing a number of things. We could say that, you know, um, when the NBC, ABC Universal is doing their broadcasting, which they receive federal taxpayer dollars for doing that, that they have to announce that, you know, we're returning back to the 2022 Olympics uh, in mainland China, where there are continued human rights abuses, genocide, rapes, forced sterilizations, et cetera, happening, concentration camps that, that are here. And really, honestly, put it back in their face. Yep. The, there's one thing that, that countries like China and Russia understand, and that's aggression. And when you have a movable red line, and a feeble leader who, again, does the very bare minimum to show that he's done something, it just comes across as weak and emboldens people and, and, and leaders in the Communist Party to take further action. And so it's really disappointing. And I, I wish there were multiple countries that were standing firm and not participating in the Olympics at all. And unfortunately, we're not seeing countries do that. Many are continuing to send their, their athletes and their delegations. And, and I understand that, you know, these athletes train their entire lives for this. And they'll, they're the ones that ultimately will be punished. But there should be pressure put on the International Olympic Committee why they awarded China this honor, knowing full well their long history and record of human rights abuses is beyond me. It's baffling. Yeah, it sure is to a lot of people, and there's no doubt about it. I saw you talking last week about Dobbs v. Jackson. You called it a turning point in the in the essence of America. Uh, tell us why this abortion case is so important to you personally and why you think it will change the nature of America when it comes down. Well, you know, obviously the issue of, of abortion is pretty personal to me. I've shared, I've shared my story um, publicly about 
the fact that I shouldn't even be here today. Right. Uh, my mom, when she was 27 years old, she was pregnant with my sister and um, suffered a stroke days before she was set to deliver. And Dr. Shoulder then that she would never be able to have children again safely and, and that the child would most likely die. And she certainly would probably not survive it as well. So when she found herself pregnant with me many years later, you know, she was alone, scared, and of course terrified uh, when her doctor started telling her, nope, you need to abort this child. The child will die. You will die. And when her family found out, they also encouraged her to abort me. And against all odds, uh, my, my mom, she pushed back, chose life, and was able to deliver a healthy baby girl. So the fact that I'm here today I have an opportunity to stand up and, and really advocate for life. And not just as someone who has a, a very personal story about this issue, but also someone who's just an American. You can't have a country that is rooted in the tenets of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness if you can't uphold that very first basic foundational tenet, which is life. And we know now, thanks to science and the development of science, that 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 child is its own person, its own DNA. We know that life begins at conception. We know that that child in the womb can feel pain. And right. abortion is, it, it, it is not a matter, it's not a method of birth control. It's, it's very, very serious when we're talking about the evolution of science and, and how we know now which has been called into question for a long time about when does conception begin. We know for a fact it is that, that life begins at conception. And, and this case, Dobbs v. Jackson, this is really putting together the bookends, reaffirming states' rights, really upholding Tenth Amendment, really reaffirming what we've all said as constitutionalists all along, that you do not have a constitutional right to an abortion. You do not have the constitutional right to end the life of another person. And we know that that child is another person. And so I think we're getting into a new era where we recognize the type of country that we want to be. And back in the 70s, when Roe v. Wade was, was you know, being debated and argued, there was a lot of question about the science. And I, I noticed when I was at the Supreme Court on the first day of um, oral hearings, there was a divide between the two crowds that had gathered for this for the opening day. There was the pro, pro-life pro um, crowd, and all the signs were about empowering women and science and data and, and very encouraging and positive. And when I looked over to the left, the, the, the pro-abortion crowd was very much the same. If you look back at pictures from the 70s, the signs were the same. The, the chants were the same. The, everything was the same. They have not evolved. They have not progressed. They have, they have truly regressed into this very monolithic train of thought. And I thought, isn't that funny that they accuse us of being not one with the science, and here we are talking about yeah. the science. And so it was just a really, it was a really kind of moving moment, and, and I did. I called it a turning point in our country because I do believe that many years from now, we will look back and, and look at the barbaric practice and say, what were we thinking? We recognize that slavery was wrong. We're going to look back and recognize that this moment in time in our nation's history was wrong. 
And, and as we're, this is who we are as people. We're going to continue to get better. We're going to continue to be stronger. And, and that is just another thing that I believe, as Americans, we need to really fight for and uphold is the issue and the tenet of life. Yeah, such an important moment, and uh, I think the next summer will be a dramatic moment in American history. I only got a couple. I know you only got a couple minutes left. I want to ask you: You're yeah. always out and about <laughs> in Florida, and you're with your industry, and you're seeing the business people, the Main Street business. I think you were the sugarcane industry this weekend. Uh, the, we missed the job reports by two x on Friday. Inflation keeps going up. The Biden Pelosi economy, uh, it's going to get worse, isn't it? It, it is. I mean, it's, it's basic economics one hundred and one. We know that when the government spends more, we, the people, get to keep less. And the way that things are going, you know, I was with my constituents over the weekend. I, I did about a half a dozen different events that was everything from uh, agriculture to construction events, to meeting right. with everyday folks. And across the board, everyone said, man, these gas prices are killing me. I talked to parents who said that the grocery prices are killing them. I talked to a builder today. He said that they cannot get windows, they cannot get PVC pipes, they cannot get conduit, they cannot get any building materials. And then it's, then you see people starting to hoard the materials. It is going to get worse before it gets better. And again, that comes from a lack of leadership in Washington. And unfortunately, what we have seen is this continued absence in the White House. This just, uh, you know, thought process of, oh, well, yes, we're woefully... Um, com- coming under what we thought the jobs report was going to be. Their expectations are absurd. They have been paying people not to work. And when you pay people to stay home and then start floating the idea of another stimulus package, that is going to again, encourage people to stay home and not work. We have labor concerns. We have supply chain issues. We have transportation issues. And then they continue to pass bills that are social engineering programs rather than actual infrastructure. And they wonder why they aren't seeing an improvement in the job numbers. And I should also mention that given how much we lost over the course of COVID, it is not a true jobs report number if the government is forcing people out of work because of their ridiculous unconstitutional vaccine mandate and then claiming, oh, look at how many jobs we created. Well, look at how many jobs you just lost. They never want to talk about that. And so it's very frustrating. I think we're going to have a really tough 12 months, but I guarantee you this, and I would put a lot on this, we're taking the house back. And once we take the house back, a lot of this nonsense stops. And that's what I'm working towards. What our founding fathers intended. The ultimate way to correct America is elections. And uh, it seems like 2022 will be that moment. Congressman, I know you're tight on time. I want to thank you so much for the time you spend. You always bring us lots of news, and I'm I'm very grateful for that. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I'm actually getting ready to board the plane now. I love it. You have a safe trip. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, John. Have a great week. You as well. Thank you. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up for the day. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. 
visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, folks, that wraps it up. What a great edition today of John Solomon Reports. So grateful to Carrie Lake and Kat Kamick for joining us and weighing in on so many important issues. I'm really thinking about what Carrie Lake said about the ability of parents and students to sue to get their money back from woke classes in state universities. There's a novel idea I bet a lot of people will be talking about at the dinner table and water cooler in the next few days. And of course, Kat Kamick, so much to talk about. The border, the incredible spending, the big abortion law debate in the Supreme Court. Two important women making a difference every day in politics. So grateful they can join us. Folks, if you haven't had the chance, go check out the Christmas opportunities from our great sponsors. We've got some good ones. As you know, big fan of Omaha Steaks. My family uses them all the time. We think the world of them. They always are cooking out on our back or they're always on our grill. Their products, the bacon wrap filet mignon. Oh man. Also the good friends at Wild Alaskan Seafood. We love them. They're doing such amazing things every day. Both of those, if you use the Just News code word or the slash Just News, wildalaskancompany.com slash Just News, you're going to get $15 off your first box of great seafood. Those are two great offers. And of course, Annie's Kit Clubs, they are the best. If you're looking for a gift for Christmas for someone in their life who loves to work with their hands, crochet, knit, woodworking, whatever it is, Annie's Kit Club's got the perfect gift, and it's a gift that keeps on giving a subscription that comes month to month. And of course, the best part about Annie's Kit Club, you can give the gift and pass it on. So someone makes something, they give it to a veteran in need, someone in need, and one of the great charities that Annie's Kit Club support. What a great gift, a gift that gives on even after you give it. All three are just tremendous partners of this show, tremendous partners of Just the News. So when you're thinking for Christmas gifts, remember our good friends at Omaha Steaks, of course, Wild Alaskan Company, and Annie's Kid Club's three great partners in this great news project. All right, we're going to wrap it up for the day. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, may God bless you. May God bless this extraordinary country of the United States. You've been listening to John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. 
be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z -Pak. The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events, and you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.